Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Monday, January 30th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritschner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest College Basketball Show, where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. This was a pretty horrific weekend for the area teams. Dayton and Wright State were the only winners. Let's start at the top with the recaps. Getting things going on Saturday was Louisville, and this game was over as soon as it started. Notre Dame was firing out of the gate in South Bend, and the Cardinals found themselves trailing 46-24 at halftime. The Irish led by 30 at one point in this game, and Louisville did cut it to 14, but that was as close as it ever got. The Irish went on to win 76-62, handing the Cardinals their 10th consecutive loss. I mentioned last week how this was the easiest four-game stretch left on Louisville's schedule, and so far, they're 0-2 in those four games. Number 13, Xavier completed their two-game road week with an 84-67 loss to Creighton in Omaha. Just like Louisville, Xavier got down early and never really recovered. Zach Fremantle and Jack Nungy were both saddled with two fouls before the under-12 media timeout, and there was no consistency throughout the rest of the game. Xavier made a couple of runs, including one in the second half to cut the deficit to six, but that was about it. Xavier's offense hadn't really been shut down like this all year. Even if you think back to that game against Duke and Portland, the shots just weren't falling. To Creighton's credit in this game, Xavier's offense did not look good. The Blue Jays were picked to win the Big East, and they showed why on Saturday. Creighton scored 42 points in both halves and held Xavier to just 28 points in the first half, their lowest point total in a half this season. Their previous low was 30 in the second half of that Duke game I just talked about. Arthur Kaluma led all scorers with 20 for Creighton and was one of five double-figure scorers for the Blue Jays. For Xavier, Zach Fremantle led the way with 18 points. Creighton was 8 of 21 from three, and Xavier, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, was just 4 of 14 from long range. It was always going to be a tough week for the Musketeers on the road going against two of the Big East's best teams, and going 1-1 one one still puts X in decent position for the Big East title race. Combined with this weekend's results, there is now a three-way tie atop the Big East standings, with Xavier, Marquette, and Providence all sitting at 9-2. and two. Xavier and Providence play at Cintas this Wednesday. Cincinnati traveled to Texas to play number 3 Houston, and the Bearcats probably should have won this game. Cincinnati came out hot, taking a 19-6 lead about 7 minutes into the game and controlling pretty much the entire first half. With about 7 minutes left before halftime, Cincinnati still held that 13-point lead at 32-19, due in large part to how well Cincinnati was shooting the ball. UC had a one-point lead with about five minutes left in the game and kept it close down to the wire. Houston took a five-point lead with 2.49 left, but Cincinnati rallied to tie it at 69 with just over a minute to go. Then, the Cougars went on a 6-0 run over the last 47 seconds to win the game. Cincinnati, like I said, shot the ball well, going 11 for 27 from three. Landers Nolly had a great game for the Cats, leading the team with 24 points, including six threes. Victor Locken added 15, and David Julius had 14. Cincinnati's biggest issue for their resume this year has been that while they have stacked wins, they just haven't beaten good teams, and they haven't looked very good in those quad one games either. Cincinnati is now 0-5 in quad one games and 0-7 in quad one and quad two combined. 
Under Wes Miller, Cincinnati is 1-12 in Quad 1 games, with the one win being over Illinois last year in what was the first Quad 1 game he coached as the lead man for UC. The Miami Redhawks lost to Eastern Michigan 75-69 at Millette Hall. Amani Bates scored 17 for EMU on just 5 of 18 shooting. That's Miami's fifth straight loss and seventh in their last eight games. The loss leaves Miami in last place in the MAC since Eastern Michigan was the only other MAC team with just one win. Miami's only MAC win was against Buffalo on January 10th. Dayton snapped their two-game losing streak with an 86-60 win over Richmond at UD Arena. The Flyers took the lead on a 12-0 run in the first half and never gave it up. Dayton also went on a 15-2 run between the end of the first half and start of the second half that gave the home team a 48-23 lead. Kobe Brea was on fire, scoring 18 points for UD, all coming on his six made threes. Deron Holmes was right behind him with 17 points and nine rebounds. Dayton is now 14-8 on the season and 6-3 in the Atlantic 10, which is good enough for third place in the conference. Northern Kentucky suffered a heartbreaking loss on Saturday, 75-74 to Milwaukee. The Norse looked fantastic in the first half, firing on all cylinders and going into halftime leading 47-27. to But for as well as NKU played in the first half, things fell apart in the second half. The Panthers flipped the script, and where it was Milwaukee who scored 27 in the first half, it was Northern Kentucky who scored 27 in the second half. Milwaukee relied on the defensive presence of Moses Bull, who stands at 7'1 to alter NKU's shots around the rim. He finished with three blocks. Trailing by one, NKU had a couple chances in the game's winning moments to win the game, but their shots didn't fall and the Panthers escaped Highland Heights with the win. Both times these teams have played this year, the Panthers have done a good job containing Marquez work. The NKU star only had 11 points in this game on 4 of 16 shooting, and he was held to 7 of 21 shooting in the first meeting. With the loss, Northern Kentucky is now 14-9 on the year and 9-3 in the horizon. That puts them tied with Milwaukee in first place. Wright State cruised to a win in front of their home fans, winning 77-46 over Green Bay. Trey Calvin led the Raiders with 18 points. Wright State is now 13-10 and 6-6 in the horizon. Kentucky played number 9 Kansas in a marquee matchup at Rupp Arena on Saturday night as part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and it was Kansas who kept Kentucky at arm's length throughout the second half to beat the Wildcats 77-68. Maybe most surprisingly in this one, Kentucky didn't rebound the ball well. They got out-rebounded 34-29, and Kansas had 11 second-chance points while Kentucky did not have any. While it was a fairly close game throughout, once Kansas took the lead with about nine and a half minutes left in the first half, Kentucky never got it back. Neither team ever went on a big run, with Kansas's biggest run being 6-0 and Kentucky's being 5-0. Kansas's largest lead was nine, with Kentucky's being five. Kentucky only made two threes, and they were both in the second half from Cason Wallace. C.J. Frederick was 0-5 for 5 from three, and Antonio Reeves was 0-3. for 3. Jalen Wilson led Kansas with 22 points. K.J. Adams also had a really nice game for the Jayhawks with 17. For all the momentum Kentucky had generated for their season over the last couple of weeks, a lot of it was wiped away with this loss. There are no moral victories at this point in the season for the Wildcats, who now will likely enter February with only one quad one win. There are six quad one games remaining for Kentucky, two of which are at home, but they still have work to do if they want to be playing in the NCAA tournament. 
Time for National Nuggets, and I feel like a broken record. It seems like these last few Saturdays have been a disaster for ranked teams. And a shocker, number two, Alabama got absolutely blown out by Oklahoma, 93-69 to in a game that was never close. Number four, Tennessee hosted number 10, Texas, and the Volunteers won by double digits, 82-71. to Number five, Kansas State beat Florida, 64-50. to Number 11, TCU lost to Mississippi State in overtime, 81-74. Number 12, Iowa State lost decisively at Missouri, 78-61. West Virginia earned a quality win over number 15, Auburn, 80-77, as the Mountaineers try to continue building their resume. Number 16, Marquette beat DePaul by 20. Number 17, Baylor squeaked out a three-point win over Arkansas. Number 18, Charleston, led by head coach Pat Kelsey, saw the nation's longest winning streak snapped at 20 games at the hands of Hofstra, 85-81. Pitt took care of business at home over number 20, Miami, winning 71-68. Then on Sunday, number one, Purdue won decisively at home, 77-61 over Michigan State, and Providence, the 23rd-ranked team in the country, beat Villanova in Philadelphia, 70-65 at the Wells Fargo Center. This was the last year of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. After 10 years, the Big 12 won seven of the 10 years. Tonight, we go back to the Big 12. Baylor goes to Texas for a huge Big Monday matchup. Also at 9, Iowa State is at Texas Tech with the Cyclones trying to rebound after that lopsided loss to Missouri on Saturday. Paul's Pick of the Day, presented by Betfred Sportsbook, started hot with a win on Friday night. Purdue-Fort Wayne had a shot at a backdoor cover as time was winding down, but Cleveland State walled up defensively and covered the minus four and a half. Saturday, Iowa State got blown out, not even close. Then Sunday, Iowa beat Rutgers 93-82 and our Iowa Moneyline pick cashed. Tonight, I'll take Baylor plus three and a half against Texas. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. Enjoy your Monday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.